0: Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I am your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me is Adam Bartman. He's the co-founder and solutions architect of Reed. Adam, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah. Glad to to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about smart water management and uh, dive into what that means and a little bit more. But I want to start off just by presenting a scenario. Um, And it is that uh, you are a property manager of a high-rise apartment building. And in the middle of the night, a pipe in the building bursts, flooding the living room of a unit, and an absolutely freaked out tenant calls you in the middle of the night panicking. And you call your plumber, but you get no answer. So now what? Um, and this scenario might sound like a nightmare, and it really is, but Adam and the team at Reed kind of want to end that scenario once and for all. Um, so, Adam, I-, I read that you're a second-generation plumber. Is that right? So you- you've been in this scenario. You know those panic calls that you get in the middle of the night. What, what are those calls typically like?
1: Yeah, it's awful. I, I-, I-, I spent half my life now uh, building up a plumbing business in Toronto, And, you know, it it got to a point sort of 12 years into that business where I could just see the the same type of call come in all the time. You know, again, like you mentioned, it's a property manager, a super security guard that end up basically deer in the headlights. And it, it became very frustrating for me trying to explain over the phone where this one valve is that'll at least... You know, mitigate water damage until I actually show up or until one of our technicians actually show up. And it just amplifies uh, the severity, you know, when it's four in the morning uh, on like a Sunday. So, what, what really happened was getting all these calls and seeing sort of a common denominator on, on the type of call, which often was, like we've said, uh, you know, big leak or flood. Uh, Also, very often, I don't know where shutoff valves are or they don't work. And also, you know, we have a high water bill and we can't understand why. And so what I started to see in the commercial environment was a real lack of visibility into domestic water. So when you look at a commercial building, you have an HVAC system, heating air, very well controlled, very busy space. You have the fire suppression system which is obviously connected to a panel and then goes off to the fire department. And plumbing is sort of very dumb and unchanged for the last couple of decades. So at, at that time, I, I essentially approached a, a good friend of mine, and, and that's where this all started.
0: So I, th- I think a lot of people can can certainly sympathize on, on a certain level with seeing a problem, seeing a recurring problem, and feeling like, man, there's got to be something that could be done about this. What gave you kind of the, uh, maybe the push necessary to say, you know what, I can't actually help solve this problem. Let's let's actually do something about this.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as I explained, I, I was getting inundated with these type of calls. It started to become very frustrating, particularly off hours where I don't want to bother my guys and a lot of these things could be solved quite easily if the staff on site was trained. So that being said, you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily want to go down the, the new business uh, road. I You know, I had a plumbing business. It was doing great. It's still active. And, and so that was that was the journey I was on. But when I approached my supply house, to try and find, you know, uh, a, an electric valve or or some kind of leak pad or something to to help resolve this. Basically what I found is there's a whole whack load of stuff designed for the single family home market and just nothing that would scale into commercial buildings. The I mean from the app to the quality of of equipment, a whole multitude of reasons why I couldn't just take existing products and, and, you know, the stuff you find at Home Depot and put it into my client's buildings. So with all that, again, you know, approached a, a good friend of mine from back in high school. He was in the automation space and we started to to tinker with off the shelf controllers and plumbing equipment, valves and meters and all this stuff. Sort of fast forward, uh, you know, four years and, and dozens of prototypes later, we, we really created our own hardware software suite just to ensure that that things work perfectly and, and in unison
0: so you, you kind of mentioned that um uh, you know there was stuff for single family homes but nothing uh, on the commercial level that could really match what you're talking about and so what was the response when you brought this to the marketplace and how have you seen that grow over the years
1: yeah so early on i had access to clients with plumbing issues that that you know, obviously could be solved by what we were doing. And so that was very useful at the beginning to to take sort of beta product, deploy it at their building and start to learn what's valuable to them and what we're actually capable of, of achieving. And so again, as we sort of moved along, um, we, we started to focus more on the front end software and how that could provide value. Ultimately, what we see from the market, is again as i mentioned a a lack of visibility on how water is used and controlled on the domestic system of a building so if you look at a condominium they have challenges with shutting water if you look at a plaza they have trouble billing for water and so all these asset types have different issues but what we did on our end was build a skew of hardware and software that could tackle any property type. And so when we approach the market today, we, we have something that's very agile and can be manipulated from a plaza to a 50 story high rise condo. And what's important for us is to understand what the challenge is for the customer. And so I usually start by saying, you know, Reed has, the ability to help with with three sort of pillars of, of value. One of them is flood and leak protection. One of them is water conservation. And the third would be improving operational efficiency. And, and so, as I mentioned, those will sort of, you know, move up and down on a scale uh, of importance, depending on on who we're talking to. So the the market has really accepted a lot of what we're doing, because I think it's a wholesome approach. I mean, there's let's not be naive, there is people in metering, there is people in detection. I mean, I think like D-Link even has a little detector, but there's nothing that closes the gap from from all perspectives. So I, I think we've done something very clever here. I'm, I'm proud of our team.
0: Yeah. So l- let's talk about each of those three elements, like what you just discussed. And I think flood and leak, let's let's start there since that's the first one you mentioned. And that's kind of the, the biggie, right? What, what capabilities does the read um, software hardware uh, combination allow for a property manager when it comes to flood and leak, you know, a, a major flood or leaking and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, so we can start with a simple building type, uh, you know, picture a, a strip plaza. So you would have, say, 10 units, uh, you know, like a, a, a Home Depot, a grocery store, whatever the case, all kind of as one structure. That building will have one incoming water main through the ground off the street. After what it does is, you know, it goes through and divides into every unit. So usually what we'll approach a building like that with is one main valve at the incoming line and then one meter per tenant. And that's typically easy to do just the way existing plumbing is often run. So for us, you know, we can come in within a couple days, get everything done. Uh, the plumbing aspect is really what takes the most time and what that would allow a property management company to do is very easily shut down that particular building in the event of a large flood. So, you know, the grocery store manager calls you in the morning, he walks in Monday morning and and there's water everywhere. Furthermore, what we can do is by use of the meters, we can do leak detection. So because commercial facilities are usually pretty predictable as far as operating hours, it's really easy for us to say outside of normal hours, if there's any movement of water, there's probably a leak. And so, again, you know, going back to the single-family home products, they're all designed for a very controlled environment. It's a house, a couple of bathrooms, and it's easy to start doing, you know, machine learning and automatic valve closure. But in a in a commercial facility, they're all wildly different. Even if you compare, you know, two plazas, they, they could have Uh, a dental office that does surgery and you can't just close the water immediately. So we had to take a lot of these variables into account. And by use of our software, we can add, you know, during the commission sort of shortly after installation. We'll add all kinds of parameters to profile the property and say, you know, we have these type of tenants, this much square footage, this is the the amount of water that they've been using for the last few days, and and we'll start to manipulate it that way to the point where it's sort of all autonomous. Um, but it's it's been very interesting to get all that data from from these sites.
0: Yeah, that's really fascinating. And and now when it comes to to water conservation. Um, is this a scenario where, you know, the, uh, the program could be able to tell you, hey, water is, you know, you're spending X amount on water every month and that seems like it's too much or you're using more than you anticipate using, something like that, so, so that you're aware of how much is actually being utilized and used on a, on a monthly basis?
1: It, exactly. We have a bunch of algorithms on our back end that'll start to understand what normal use looks like at a particular building. But it's, it's really funny when you unlock that visibility either letting the tenant know how much they're using and therefore they have to pay an equitable amount as opposed to traditionally how you just pay per square foot what i mean is in in let's say a five unit building if there's a grocery store and then four offices the offices are essentially subsidizing water for the the grocery store which is you know obviously the bigger user and, and that's traditionally how it's done. You have X amount of square footage and this is what you're gonna pay. So with the metering in general, you're able to equitably show, you know, you're using 90% and you're gonna pay for it. But as I was getting into, it's really funny when you provide that visibility to see how quickly everybody, you know, fixes leaks or figures out if their toilet's running. And we've, we've caught several of those. I'd say almost on every install we do, we immediately find something running. And it's often the toilet because toilets are a funny fixture. You know, if you see a faucet dripping, it's, it's visible to you and you'll probably do something about it. But because toilets can leak in the tank and go straight to a drain, often people don't catch it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously several thousand dollars later when you get your water bill, everyone starts freaking out. So we, we found a lot of that uh, very quickly after installation.
0: And does this dovetail nicely into water conservation? Uh, tell me a little bit more about how your system uh, helps conserve conserve water um, on a regular basis.
1: Absolutely, we have a, a really great case study, and it was one of our first dozen installations. So, if if I can paint a bit of a picture of the the property, so it was uh, it was about eleven units. It's sort of an industrial type, you know, uh, facility, single story. One of the tenants was a metal plating shop. So they were using about thirty thousand dollars a month in water, which is obviously a lot. And then they were surrounded by ten little mechanic shops like car mechanics. So, you know, this was going on for decades. They pay, you know, between twenty-five to thirty thousand a month, and and everybody was used to that. What happened here is our municipality came in to replace probably a seventy year old water meter. And what happened, it was the new meter was significantly more accurate than this old one that had been kicking around in the basement for, for so many years. So suddenly the bill went from thirty dollars to $50,000 and everybody started freaking out. Obviously, the landlord was out on the bill until we proved otherwise several months later. But essentially what we found is the bill went from what they thought was thirty to fifty, and with Again, you know, everybody becoming aware of water in general, that metal plating shop actually found dozens of leaks on its production line. Again, water that was essentially going straight to a drain and it wasn't really visible. But obviously when we create the visibility, then then people turn around and start fixing all these things. So the water bill actually went below what it used to be with the inaccurate meter. So it, it essentially went from 50K to 25 Um, on an accurate meter so there was a massive massive conservation of water that happened at that particular particular
0: building. Yeah, and that, that really just kind of improves efficiency all around, which is a money saver in the end, which I think a lot of uh, companies, building owners, building managers, uh, you know, love to hear that, that, you know, okay, end up saving money, you know, maybe there's a co- an initial cost, but over time, certainly that improved efficiency, even if you never have a gigantic event, you know, like a big flood or a leak or anything like that, that improved efficiency, certainly uh, the savings adds up over time.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And it's funny because I think, you know, when, when people see what we're up to, uh, the leak detection aspect obviously stands the most. But I, I think there's tons of other value brought forth with the water conservation aspect and, and the ability to actually control plumbing remotely. What I see a lot now as a trend is management companies are cutting staff and coming sort of more virtual. And, and we see this coined term called virtual facility management. All it really means is everyone's centralizing their head office and dispatching all services. So we're essentially becoming part of a larger ecosystem of remote control in in obviously what we see now is becoming a, a smarter, you know, sort of sector.
0: So you mentioned earlier just that, you know, other systems like HVAC and, uh, you know, fire prevention and things like that had really taken a step forward in terms of the technology that it utilizes. But that plumbing really hadn't, you know, taken a dive into that IoT world, into the more interconnected uh, space. Why do you think that is just as someone that, that lived in that world for so long?
1: You know what? I put a lot of thought into that, and and plumbing has always sort of been the forgotten little brother. But <laughs> I, I think I think there's a, a simple answer. Essentially, fire and and the fire suppression systems were a life safety thing, and so they're heavily regulated by by different municipalities, and so they had to be connected just by default to get to the fire department. So that that sort of takes care of that aspect. I think HVAC you know, went ahead partly for two reasons. I think it's it's really easy to become more efficient and the HVAC industry has always, you know, improved boilers and optimized efficiency throughout. There's also a lot more money in the HVAC industry for both contractors and engineers and landlords. There's just more money being spent on that sector, which is why you obviously see the spin out of, you know, the Johnson control and Honeywell, etc. I mean, plumbing now, I think, is becoming critically important because water, at least in our region, uh, you know, the cost of water is skyrocketing probably 8% per year. And so it's really starting to catch up as a utility cost for these buildings. And in general, with the advancements of technology and cheaper sensors and, building management companies trying to squeeze every, you know, dime they can out of their building and, and really push boundaries for optimization. HVAC's been doing this for a little while. So there's only so much more you can go and your boiler's ninety-eight percent efficient, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I see the the plumbing aspect as again one of three building systems. Because it's been so ignored, there's so much value to unlock.
0: Now, we kind of hit on this a little bit before, but um, just kind of confirm and explain to me just a little bit more. Uh, Can Reed's solution be retrofit for existing structures, you know, buildings that are already built, or is this only going into new construction?
1: No, this was very much designed for retrofit. So again, you know, when, when I started this journey, I was looking at roughly 300 buildings, which were my customer's. These buildings were, you know, 1950s, 60s builds, and that's that's what I know best. I know old, you know, old ratty buildings best. So th- this was all designed around retrofit. Um, we're essentially using, you know, what I joke is as the big boys' architecture, but making it far simpler and more affordable uh, than these sort of old archaic companies. So I think it's time for a bit of a disruption. I don't think you know, there's almost a monopoly on on connected products. And you, you see these companies coming out of the woodwork all over the place on on the HVAC side and and improving, you know, just tenant sort of experience within these buildings. So it, it's been very interesting to see what's been happening in the last couple of years. It, it's it's really, you know, comparable to the home market. And, and I love bringing this up because it's it's nice to sort of be early on the wave what i mean is the home smart home market when i used to go to the home depot aisles like 5 6 years ago you know you saw you saw philips light bulb and and you know a nest thermostat but it was a very small end of aisle display and when the big boys came in you know amazon google apple with their hub that is really what created the integration and allowed it easier for homeowners to use their phone with one app to control several widgets in their home. That really skyrocketed the market. And now you go to Home Depot, there's like two aisles of smart products, let alone all the other stores that, that include this now, like Best Buy, et cetera. And I see something very similar happening in the commercial market. So there's a lot of people making all kinds of apps, but if i could say anything for for other people in my shoes or building owners looking for systems you got to look for something integrated and and they know that i mean nobody wants to use nine different apps to control their building it's it's inefficient and frustrating so for us at reed integration is of utmost importance uh, you know integrating with bacnet or through api to other you know interesting new new uh software th- that's been a big piece for us so i think everybody's got to fall soon i don't know if if you know google amazon are going to enter the the commercial space you know it could be like an ecobee perhaps but uh some someone will do it and and hopefully we can continue on that
0: yeah and having the ability um to I suppose, have a product that operates and, um, I guess, exists in a way that people are comfortable with, right? Like, everybody is comfortable on a cell phone and on a tablet these days. So, having your product, you know, integrate into that, I, I think, is an important thing, right? Just to have that dashboard, but have that ability for somebody to, in, um, I, I suppose, interact with Reed's products in a way that makes sense to them. Uh, seems like an important aspect of things.
1: A hundred percent. And you pointed it out. Everybody has a phone now. I, I mean, we basically have supercomputers in our pocket and we pretty much use it to skim instagram i i think you know you can unlock a lot of potential just with a simple mobile device and we're not like you said we're, we're not asking them to change what they're used to we we actually have to as a company be thoughtful that we're not adding workload to them right when a lot of times i see these apps and and it solves one problem, but it forces me as a user to do something new now. And, and that can be hard. So a lot of the autonomy and algorithm and backend infrastructure we work on is really so you never need us. You know, hopefully you never have to open our app up because everything is being monitored and controlled to to avoid all these catastrophes. But it's just important aspect.
0: Absolutely. So uh, we should mention, when we say "read," it's R-E-E-D. So um, I want to be clear about that. And then uh, also, just uh, what's your website? Where can people find out more information about what you're doing?
1: Yeah. So uh, at reedwater.io, that's our website. Uh, We're big on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, We often host, you know, like podcasts like this and, and other blog related items to just help people understand how to better manage water. That's that's really our goal here.
0: Absolutely. Well, and uh, like you said, hopefully people will never have to use that uh, emergency shut off all the water uh, function that you provide, but uh, better to have it than to not have it and uh, wake up in the middle of the night panicked, right? For
1: sure. Unfortunately, <laughs> the odds are against us. I, I very often hear that uh, water is the new fire. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunately a problem for people, but Hopefully as as you know we we progress on our mission and and others do on theirs, we we could really make uh, building management a little bit easier.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Well Adam Bartman, co founder and solutions architect at Reed. Thank you so again so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, that was great pleasure.